Sometimes leadership is thrust upon you, and you have to grow to fulfill the task. Hey, hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I'm sitting here around the table with Halrod, the Haunted, Key, the Shadow Stepper, Felix, the Tim, and Leonidas, the Brave. As we go around the table, I'll ask these characters to introduce themselves in terms of class and also race. And this time I want you guys to say, what's your character's favorite color and why? Go, Halrod. Uh, so I play Halrod, a uh, Hildorf Barbarian, level three, and uh, his favorite color is white. Why? <clears throat> because white um, shows up any imperfections, impurities, so you can rub it on something you find out if it's dirty or not. Fair enough. Key. Okay, I'm playing Key, a tabaxi monk, way of the shadow, and his favorite color is purple. Why? Because they're the best Fauci boots. Well, very good. <laughs> and here we have Felix. Uh, yes, I'm playing Felix Kitten. I am a tabaxi monk as well, but uh, of Way of the Sun Soul. And my favorite color is green because I like green. Very good. And Leonidas. Playing uh, Leonidas Golden Mane, Leonin, level three. And uh, Leo's favorite color would be gold because uh, it's the most regal and uh, representative of his people and pride. Very nice. Okay. These players here coming back for another episode. We're going to tune in now. So we cut in to the streets of Cadmia, where you can see a lone tabaxi in fantastic boots making his way to the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. Coming by a different way, a golden-maned Leonidas. Fantastically walking, however, covered in a little bit of blood and debris from his previous battles at the Wasonia Arcana Institute. He walks with Breton, a very strong farming looking man, and you're both Key and Leonidas heading towards the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. As you make your way into the cons, the cul-de-sac where the uh, Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild is, you meet eyes with each other. Having seen each other around the Odyssey before, but never actually meeting, you sort of do that thing where you begin walking in step with each other, but not having known each other. And you get to the door and you watch as both of you, as well as Breton, pauses. Greetings, Kitty. Uh, you first. No, I insist. After you too. And I uh, gesture for him to go first. If you guys are going to do this all day, I'll get the fucking door. <laughs> You watch as Breton moves up, grabs the door, holds it open and gestures sarcastically inside. Yeah, I, I go. Leo goes. If Breton's going to open the door, Leo's going first. Yep. I take follow stride with Leo. Okay. As you begin walking into the tavern portion of the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild, you can see that it is actually pretty packed. Like there is adventurers everywhere inside here. Halrod and Felix, you having been at the guild, know exactly what's going on. You are all asked to gather downstairs for an opening of a new room in the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. As you make your way down, you also see across the way and across the bar, Felix, you see Leonidas, Breton, and Key. 
Alrod, you having been sat in one of the chairs quite earlier, you're sort of sunken back into the crowd a little bit, just listening and watching the things that are going on. You can see the fireplace that sits at the eastern side, or sorry, western side of the building. And as you move towards it, you can see that Arden makes his way down the stairs and the crowd parts as he moves towards the front. He opens up his arms and he says, Greetings, fellow adventurers, brothers and sisters of the Odyssey. We gather today for a few reasons. I know this is very unorthodox. We don't do this often. So I thank you for your attendance. You watch as he turns around and you watch this blue portal begin to emanate on the back wall behind him. And you watch as a doorway appears above a banner in wood. He says, There are many that have served the guild. Many triumphs that we have done together. And although we are but a new guild in this city, there are many that are older than us. I feel like together our bond is strong. And how better to honour that bond and the adventures we have been on than a room that does just that. And you watch as these blue lights begin to inscribe across the banner and it says, there are many qualities that make up a hero, says Thorzite underneath. As that emanates through, you watch as the door, this wooden door opens and you can see this stone room rectangular. You can see in the middle this red carpet that goes all the way to the centre and then in the middle is this squared dais and on top of it stands this copper-looking mechanical bird. You can see a plaque underneath it. As that door opens and you watch as everybody sort of funnels in, you also see along the back a row of shelves that seems to be empty along the sides, shelves that seem to be empty. Arden says, This will house all of our greatest achievements, memories, and tokens worthy of note of any Odyssey Guild member or anyone that frequents our tavern. We already have three items. And you watch as you look around and see the other items, you can see a large iron box that you guys know once carried the spirit-bound tome. He says, the box to honor my brother Carmen and the quest that he spent many years trying to complete. As the great evil, which we will talk about very soon. And our newest, and you watch as a three-faced mask is placed on the side as well. This is to represent the courage and strength of some of our most recent members in the Odyssey. But I digress. I have also gathered you for another reason, not just a celebratory one. You see, something... Something is plaguing the city. And although many of you are here for profit, profit, it is time, I guess, to show your true qualities as heroes. Something has awoken within the city. Something has escaped spirit-bound tome. A great and ancient evil known as Delnak, the outcast. We don't know where he is. We don't know what he plans. But we are working on stopping this individual from spreading any evil that they can. He watches, he scans the crowd a moment and there's some murmurs, some very formidable warriors in here of all different creeds and races. 
You watch as he looks around and he says, This evil is preying on the weak and the greedy for a purpose that is unknown. What is known about Delnak is that he has indeed returned, that his vengeance will be fury-filled. We know that his allies will also spread, and his monstrous allies of note will resurface, some from within this very city. The ugly side of Cadmia will reveal itself, and many of its ancient treasures will be uncovered. Our jobs are about to get a lot harder. I'll be calling upon you. So if you wish to rescind your membership as we transition into this new age for Valiant Odyssey, then I will take your resignations today. You watch as nobody moves or stirs. He gives a nod to the crowd. And he says, There is some bad news, however. This spirit-bound tome although we have it in its full entirety, before it was in our safe hands. There was some tampering, and as a result, those dangers have spread throughout the city. And as we were responsible for bringing this box back, it is now, as I see it, our responsibility to bring this city back to safety. Now a task force such as that is going to need a leader, someone who will report directly to me. I have that someone in mind. This someone will, or they'll be the person who is to be talked to about any instance regarding the pages, the pages that we are to retrieve. While I liaise with Rengar and his team on tracking down the archaic so we can finally find out and stop Delnak. And you watch as there's murmuring through the crowd. You watch as he says, That leader will be Key. You watch as there's like murmuring. The crowd parts and looks towards Key. You hear somebody from the front just say, you look directly next to Leonidas and see this tabaxi. You watch as somebody from the front says, he hasn't even been here for but a year. And watches Arden says, I have made my decision. If you are challenged by it, then you may see me privately. Thank you for coming. Key, I'll see you in my office at your earliest convenience. You watch as he makes his way up the stairs and leaves. There's a moment's silence as everybody turns toward you, Key. What are you all looking at? I walk off. Take a moment to look at Felix to see what his what his impression is. Awestruck mostly, but I'm start running my way towards Key as well. Mm-hmm. Wow, you, Key! Hey, I gotta go. You're a leader now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. If you say so. Everyone's gonna be looking up to you. There's gonna be people around you all the time. You can have lots of friends. You're so lucky. Mm. Howard just swivels in his chair back to the bar with his glass of milk and goes, what am I, chopped liver? Uh, Leo's going to head up towards uh, Arden to okay. uh, request allies or something for... Yep. He watches Breton sort of stays down. Key, you're a little bit ahead of Leonidas as you begin making your way upstairs through the war room 
and up the stairs to where you know Arden's office to be. I'll go join Hullrod since he has to go by himself. Okay. You watch then as Key pushes both of the wooden doors open with two hands, almost like Aragorn does it. Yeah, exactly what <laughs> Is I thought. Is that what you're pushing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as he pushes that open, you watch as Arden sitting there in his chair, two cups of tea ready. You watch as he magically pushes one across to the edge of the table and he says, you have questions. Sit. I, I move over to the chair and I, I sit down and I push the cup of tea back. You watch as the doors close. <laughs> Why me, Arden? Why did you choose me? He says, sometimes leaders aren't born, they're found. Sometimes leadership is thrust upon you and you have to grow to fulfill the task. I met you, you were a criminal. You showed a lot of leadership in your team. However, since then, word has reached my ear. So I guess you could say my decision is twofold. One, I see your incredible potential. I see your ambition, and if properly driven, you could be great for a good purpose instead of being great for a purpose that only suits you. And second, and you watch as he also pushes his tea away at this point, puts both elbows on the table and looks at you very sternly. He says, You lost a dear friend in your latest quest. You have lost friends in the past, so you know the sadness it brings on. Am I correct in assuming this? I don't feel the same way about losing Thorzite or did to previous friends. Even so, I also lost a friend as a result of this book. Carmen was somebody I quested with and knew for a great deal of my life. His final task was to bring that book to the Odyssey for safekeeping. A memory... I hear that you tarnished. Please elaborate. Don't play coy with me, cat. He looks towards you seriously and he says, Many more lives will be lost. These pages are not contained. Tell me why. Let me get this straight. You think that I took a bunch of pages out of this ancient artifact. You made it pretty clear that this was very important and there are lives at stake here. Now, with the knowledge that you think you have, you want me to lead all those people down there? Why? I know you explained, but... Roll, just- a, roll a deception check. He looks at you. There's a moment of doubt that sort of flickers. But then he still maintains eye contact. He says, I think that there's more to you than you let on. I think that when you care about something, you put your whole heart into it. I think that the knowledge, the many people that will perish in this city will fall upon you heavily. Why did you do it, Key? Tell me. What are you seeking? What did they give you? 
that was worth this terrible cost. If you answer me this, then I'll tell you why I made you the leader of this task force. All right. A long time ago, when my monastery was being attacked and I lost my friend, after they made me watch him as his head was decapitated, I was sprawled on the floor and I was picked up by Milo, whom you've met. At this moment, I show the burn marks on my neck. He picked me up. I was pretty scrawny back then, very light, malnourished. As he held me by the throat, his hand started to imbue with flame. I was in agony as he slowly choked me and burned me simultaneously. The pain is indescribable. Just like that, all of a sudden I teleported out of that room into a far landscape, a snowy landscape called Hilo. that didn't happen, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. I have no ambitions to, to be good or to help people. My ambitions is to be able to remain free and move, go from place to place at my own will. One day this world will burn down. There's nothing you can do to stop it. You've got to understand there's always some sort of artifact, something that is beyond your control. And all one can ever hope for is to be on the highest peak overlooking this whole landscape while it burns down and be the last person to see it. I want to be able to live free and move as I wish. I will not be in servitude ever again. So I took those pages and I spoke to a man who potentially has the ability to give me what I want the ability to move freely and do as I please for the rest of my life. He looks to you, taking that in, and he says, There are many others that wish to have the same thing. The ability to govern their own movements, freedom, is why you live in places like this. It's why people study is why we gather under the banner of the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild. But if the cost of your freedom is causing the pain and suffering of others, I don't think that's a worthy trade. And you may. But currently you are under my banner. I have made you the leader of this task force because I feel that every life lost as a result of these missing pages falls on your shoulders. And if you are one to have gained this ability to move freely, then you will help others with that ability and hopefully save as many that have died at your poor. You can take nobility from this task if that is what you wish. But you have a debt to this guild which I will not let you pass upon. 
so your freedom will have to wait. And if I refuse this role, why not Harold? He would be the obvious choice. Harold would be the obvious choice. But I know where his heart already lies. We forge heroes here at Valiant Odyssey. You'll be one whether you like it or not. And at that, you watch as the doors bust open. Leonidas walks in. Breton behind him. Leonidas. Hold on, hold on. We need some assistance at the uh, Wasonian Academy. I haven't seen you for quite a few days. Take a seat. There's a cup of tea here. It's still hot. Key has refused it. I'm going to take my leave. I exit the room. Goodbye, Key. He looks towards you and he says, You said that there is trouble. Yes, Arden, there's, there's been some trouble. We, we found the ruins and we went down and the, the Demos expert, well, wasn't much of an expert, but he uh, blew this hole in the, in the ground and uh, this gr- green smoke-like uh, air came from the ground and, and well, it uh, was inhaled by a couple of the, uh, the staff there. They were transformed into serpents and we, we had to put them down. You understand, right? Slow down, Leonidas. Last I saw you, I had directed you to Dean Wainwright at the request of Melnon Wargon. You were to work with whoever they chose, which I believe was a Wainwright, Seraphin Wainwright. She was on a dig. She wanted to uh, find the lodestones. The lodestones are a magical imbuement device. Yes, yes, Arden, Arden, yes. The doctor, she she jumped down this hole that was uh, made by the by the demo expert and uh, we we didn't follow because we assessed it to be too dangerous to 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 c- continue we were we're here to uh, request some allies to uh, first check if she's okay and retrieve those lodestones if possible lodestones are not my concern the life of Seraphin Wainwright however that is we will grant the allies required if not to save her, but also, we need the Octant, the Star Reader, and the map for Rengar's quest. The one that was promised to you by Dean Hanari upon your successful use of, well, muscle. Thank you, Arden. So, just so happens that uh, a team has become available. Yes, that would be uh, of great assistance and uh, urgency is always... Well, you look like you need a rest. So, we'll take the evening, and we'll venture there upon the morrow. Very well. We'll leave uh, the first light tomorrow. He gives a nod and he says, I will prepare the team that is to follow with you. Thank you, Arden. He looks to Breton. Breton, pleasure, as always. And you watch as he looks towards Arden and he says, The firewood is, is well and truly trapped. Is there anything else you'd want me to do? And he watches um, Arden looks and says, Just keep Leonidas happy. He's got a big day tomorrow. He's good at that. All right, let's go, Brenton. 
Breton moves out. Um, and as the doors close, Arden being left behind, you watch as the heroes downstairs had suddenly dispersed. And where would you go, Key? As you left. Okay, after I leave Arden's room, I go back downstairs and uh, I'm immediately looking for Felix. Okay. As I'm looking for Felix, I um, acknowledge the plaque. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, what do I see on the plaque? The plaque says there are many qualities that make someone a hero. Okay, no names or anything like that? Just a quote? Yep. Okay. Oh, there was Thorzite underneath it too. Thorzite. Okay. Yep. As I... um. As I walk down the stairs, I look at the plaque, I read the quote, and I see the name Thorzite. I feel a little bit guilty about what I said about Thorzite, but that was a momentary feeling. Shake it off, and I start scanning the room looking for Felix. Uh, which you easily find in a booth with Halrod, who seems to be stewing over a cup of milk. What's the time? At the moment, it's probably like midday. Oh. Yeah. Um, and as you guys, as you make your way toward there, you hear a noise out the back and you can see a large blue dragonborn in heavy armour who looks in your direction who's standing just outside the back door. He watches Arden makes his way down the stairs holds the banister and looks towards who you know to be Korgarth. You watch as a silent conversation occurs and you watch as an arm is extended and a warrior's handshake is shared. Korgarth gives the three of you a long look. And if a dragonborn could smile, you'd see him smile. And he turns and walks away. As the three of you sit in this booth, you watch then as Arden whispers something to the bartender and makes his way out the back as well. And it is then that you guys have a moment. What would you like to do? I wonder what that was about. You're the one with the tabaxi ears. Couldn't you hear him? Uh, I wasn't really paying attention. Of course you weren't Felix Tim. That's that's definitely my name. <sighs> Why am I even bothering with the milk? I may as well just get back on the mead. Don't. What are you waiting think, for? Think about Thorstein. The bar is over there. Key. Don't do that. My God, it's like having feline angels and devils on my shoulders. So you had a conversation with Arden Key. I did. As you say that, you watch as a very large Goliath individual makes his way towards you. He's got fur across his shoulders, two axes strapped to his back, and this guy extends an arm to you, Key, and he says, The name's Achilles. Congratulations on your promotion. Extends a hand. Thank you, Achilles. I don't motion to shake his hand. You watch as he takes a stern squint at you and says, Do you require anything? I'll be on the door. And he walks away. Watch out for him. He's got a dodgy heel. That wasn't daring. Have you met this Achilles before? I've seen him around, but I don't really talk to him much. Mm. Speaking of talking, Harold, I think... um. I heard someone at the bar calling your name. At that moment, I cast a minor illusion. The minor illusion I cast is um, a voice calling for Harold over by the bar. Halrod. Who the God's name is that? Halrod. 
Alright, I'm just gonna see who wants me. I'll be back. <laughs> Take your turn. Alright, you get up, leave, go towards the bar. Leaving Key and Felix. I didn't see anyone where their voice was coming from. Never mind that. Felix. We probably need to I probably need to look at leaving at earliest convenience. Oh, where are we going? You wanna come? You didn't even think about it. Well, yeah. Partners. Well, you should know what um, what we've walked into then, since we're partners. Remember how Arden said uh, the pages have been tampered with? Well, that was me. Yeah, I know. What? Well, of course it was you. Anyone in our party that would steal the pages is you. We're the only ones who had the open box. I mean, you I, may, I may be an idiot, but I do have some. You couldn't come up God. with the plausibility that perhaps the people had the tome before us might have tampered with it? Well, no, didn't that which person open it? You don't know this. Well. Point is, you should be skeptical of every encounter you come across. Don't just, don't just paint me. Yes, you're right. It was me. But don't <laughs> paint me with the same brush. <laughs> We've been together for four years. Okay. All right. Well, you seem pretty nonchalant about it. Um, I'm used which, to it. It's relieving, actually. Look, um, it's not going to be long before everyone knows about it. Arden knows about it. He wants to turn me into something that I, I don't know. I don't know. It's beyond me. Mm-hmm. But you remember um, the guy on the ship with the rose? Oh, I hate that guy. Really? He's actually uh, I don't know. Given time, he grows in you. No. No, he doesn't. Anyway, well, uh, I've been visiting him a few times over the past week, as you've probably noticed. I've noticed you leave. I didn't know where you were going. Well, I've been giving him the pages. <laughs> Nearly all of them. I still have one. I pull it out to show him. I'd probably not do that in public. No one knows. It's a piece of paper. Come on. Well. Sure, you're right. <laughs> anyway, he's actually given me one more one more task to complete. He's uh, He's been teaching me some new tricks, which is sort of fulfilling the goal that I've been chasing to learn how to teleport. But uh, slight feeling in the back of my mind at this present moment, but I feel still feel focused to achieve that. But now, they have made me a leader of a task force, and that doesn't allow me to slip into the shadows as much. As much as you think this guy might be teaching you, I don't think it's anything you can't learn on your own. I'm already halfway there. Well then, the you should be able to get the rest of the way by yourself. You don't need this guy. I don't trust him. And so far, the only thing I know is that anything he does is gets people killed. I've already given away four of the pages. Well, good. At least we still got one. You give that one back to Arden, and then we find out from him who, or he better yet, you give him the last piece for the information of who has the other ones. We go get the other ones, and then we stake him out and we get the one back. Well, that is one, one avenue we could take but I wanted to consider the other avenue. Leaving? Yeah. Well. What what holds you to this place? Well, currently you. However, I do believe we did cause it. Did we? Well, specifically you. No. Me, just by association. We're here because you punched a guard. That is... So, we are both in trouble now. 
you didn't have to take the pages, but you did. And I feel like we should make things try. All right, look, let's stick around and see what, what will what will happen for now. There might be an opportunity where we can just disappear and we should seriously consider it when that opportunity happens. From the bar you hear, there's no one bloody here! <laughs> Before he gets back, just be careful. If we do leave, they may come after us and that's a life of looking over our shoulder. It's nothing we can't handle. No place is good enough as long as we can get away from it. We can keep travelling. Fair enough. As this conversation goes on, Halrod, you grumpily make your way back to the table and sit down on the bench and you watch as it shifts a little bit under his heavy armour. You hear a conversation just coming to a close. What do you love us talking about? <laughs> oh, I was just showing you my new trick, but since you're here, I'll show you the trick as well. And I, like, put my paws and then they light up with this bright, brilliant, like, light, like, flame around both my paws. And, um... As I like sort of put them out in the setup, there's no actual heat radiating off of radiating off of. And like I touch key on the shoulder and nothing. He doesn't feel anything at all. It's just a like a warmth. And then I show. That's impressive. You should see what I've been working on. Ooh, show me. Not right now. At that you watch as the day goes on, you go about your business. Leonidas, you take some rest. As dusk approaches, the three of you, Halrod, Key, and Felix, make your way to your quarters where you begin to bed for the night. Key, a little bit restless, you climb out the window and get to the roof of the Valiant Odyssey Adventurers Guild looking over the city. As the sun sets over, it's a beautiful sight. The sun shimmering on the water. You look out towards the ship. But you can see off in the dock distance the eye catcher. Definitely eye catching. You can see the large mountain in the southwest that houses the Wasonian Arcana Institute. And you look across this place, this maze. Expansive, large. You hear a voice to your left that says, Beautiful, isn't it? Huh? Who was that? It is I, Tezenless. Who else? Say again, Tezenless? Tezenless, you know me. And you're looking towards him and see this big plumed hat with this feather, the captain of the eye catcher. <laughs> yeah, I know you like jokes. I know who you are. You're the only person that can sneak up on me. Well, it's a gift. This is the first time I've been off, off my boat for quite some time. Is this where you live? Yeah, it's uh, nothing nothing to be... This is horrible. It's actually better than most conditions I've ever stayed in. You watch as he like strokes the roof and gets a bit of dust and brushes it between his fingers and he says, Well, if it suits you, not a place for boots like that, that's for sure. Wasted these floors. Anyway, I told you I'd give you a, um, a job. I've had some time to mull it over and decided I would trust you. See what you're worth. So here, and you watch as he pulls out a page. This piece of parchment, aged to time. Scrawlings in black written all across it. And he says, I recently had some friends liberate, um, well, a very dear friend of mine, a priestess. And she's read through these pages, so I know exactly what they do. But I think the surprise would be better. This page is to be the prize at the Freighter's Pit Brawl. You are to deliver it to them. 
see there are going to be many people that fight and vie for this prize. Well, I'm going to be paid a lot for it, see. I get a portion of the, the entry fee money, and uh, well, I've been given a lot of promises in terms of information from these people, so we're putting a lot of trust in you here. Freighter's Pit Brawl? That's a... Uh, is that a, a, like, a fighting tournament? Yes, but it's very... Shh. Hush. Oh. As you know, it's um illegal to organize a fighting pit. Such a savage term. It's a fighting pit in Cadmia. It's in the dock wards. You'll be able to find it because it resides under the Gnome's Eye Tavern. Why don't you deliver this yourself? Because this is a test for you. Test? I could deliver it myself, but how boring would that be? See, I'm, um, I think that, uh, giving people the chance to prove themselves and show their worth. That's what I like. Testing people, making people choose, seeing where their loyalties lie. So yes, you can have this one back. And he hands it to you. Um, looking at it, so, um... From besides from what you describe it, do I describe notice anything different on this on this page besides Not the description? Really, it's got some like torn edges, but other than that, pretty much similar to the one that you keep on your person. The writing's different, however. There's a circular diagram in the middle that seems to look like a runic circle. Other than that, you don't know. What have you done to this? I gave this to you in much better condition. Well, you know, things get messy on the eye catcher. Actually, you're a pretty um, impeccable. Person. And you oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, by messy, I mean social quarrels, etc., etc. Obviously, I I always dress well. But anyway, if you deliver this, and I'll know if you haven't, then we can continue our lesson. You said it was a priestess. What's this uh, priestess's name? And well, it's my business, isn't it? You know, I don't give anything away for free. The priestess that can read us. She's um, she's on my vessel now. I. I made an agreement with the Unseen and uh, they got some people to rescue her for me. Oh, I see. Who do you want me to deliver this to? There is a man. Uh, his name is Woktra. Woktra? Is he human? Oh, yes. Last I checked. <laughs> He's human. He's bold. He has one eye and he resides at the Gnome's Eye. About 5% interesting. Well, I'm glad it's interesting at all. That's not the point. You give it to him, he will run the fighting bit, and obviously the prize will be delivered to me, as will a portion of the gambling money. Out of curiosity, can anybody enter into this fight? I suppose so. Mm. What kind of uh, what kind of opponents are in this fight? Is it uh, warriors versus warriors? Warriors Ruffians, versus scoundrels. The Baddest individuals from across the land, they will, well, once the nobles and the scholars and the devilish individuals from within Cadmia's underbelly hear that this page is a prize, well, there'll be a variety of people that come. Might be the biggest one yet. I'll have to inform my informants in the city guard to steer clear of Freighter's Pit. I will do this. One question. Mm-hmm. Are fights to the death? Naturally. Leaving people alive obviously just leads to 
vengeance seeking and people seeking vengeance are dangerous. You know that. I do. Got time for a lesson? Not for free. And you watch as he <laughs> vanishes and you're left with like a black purple piece of smoke on this rooftop. The first stars begin to appear in the night. I smile and I ponder, ponder a plan. As I sit there and, and think about what I want to do, I come up with a few options. I smile and I call off the balcony and go back to bed. Okay. So as morning comes. Oh, I was going to get Le- Leilani to perform and stuff. Yep. And the- so she'll stand in the corner and just play the lute as you guys go to sleep. Leonidas in a completely different room to you guys, but you can hear the music going through the halls as the night goes on and it's very restful. But the morning comes. Oh, yeah. Felix is just covering his ears with the pillow. The violin is just grating on your senses. Uh, As the morning comes, you are summoned to the war room. Leonidas, you're already there, very eager to go. Britain standing behind you as he always does. Alrod. And Sienna? Sienna. No, she's not there. Okay. (laughs) Just Britain. Okay. Key and also Felix... You get a knock on your door. Come back later. As you say that and you hear that, you hear another knock louder. (sighs) What is it? You are required. Oh, shit. (laughs) You immediately get yourself up. (laughs) And as you get your belongings together, you slowly make your way down to the war room. Halrod's sitting there as well. Do you make your way down, Key? Uh, yes, I come along. All right. Now in the possession of two pages, you sit down at the table, all of you, and you see the Leonin from yesterday. Arden looks towards the three of you and says, Well, a job has come up. One of great importance. There is a Seraphin Wainwright at the Wasonia Arcana of Institute that is in need of rescuing her dig site Encountered an accident, Leonidas, one of the only survivors. He's working on getting us an octant and a map that will help us defeat Delnak the Outcast. This is important, and he needs allies that he can trust. Very important. Try to put a bit more mustard on that one. Breton looks up towards you and says, Do you realize who you're talking to, dwarf? This is... Leonidas, golden mane. And he swishes his mane as definitely gold. So a pompous jackass. You watch as Breton looks towards Arden and says, do we really have to take these? And you watch as Arden holds up a hand. Arden says, these three have proven themselves worthy warriors. They will assist you on your quest. Won't you? We will do what's required of the guild. He gives a nod looks towards you too. Fine. It is decided then. Seraphin Wainwright resides at the Zandra Academy. Or she did reside at the Zandra Academy at Wasonia. Leonidas knows the way. She has entered a very dangerous dig site. The prize of which was a variety of lodestones, which some of you may know, 
Well, it powers a lot of the arcane devices within the academy, but also throughout the city. They're quite valuable. And Wainwright recently uncovered a new deposit under the grounds of the Wasonia. It's all in her journal. Nothing, nothing good ever comes from opening tombs. Keeps us employed. Fair enough. You're to save her, retrieve the journal, collect the lodestones. Priority in that order. Questions? When do we leave? Soon as you are able and ready. Well, let's get this over this then. Very well, let's go. I'm sure that Halrod is be the leader of this team. Last I checked, Kiki was the leader of the team. Well. He watches Arden stands up and he says, True leaders will shine through. He leaves. He watches the lights just vanish as he leaves, leaving you in relative darkness. The smell of mahogany hitting your nostrils, um, Felix, reminding you of Marlo. Breton, gather our things and we'll meet Sienna down in, down in the tavern for breakfast and we'll head off. Very well. I'll tell her to prepare your favourite. Well done, Brett. You watch as he makes his way down. Leaving the four of you there. I'm going to get up as he, well, relatively. He gets up and leaves. Yeah. So eventually your equipment is gathered, breakfast is had, and you begin making your way to the Wasonia Institute of Arcana through the city. As the four of you walk through this city, you can see it is a bustling trade as per usual. You make your way through the market and you can see lots and lots of different sort of people and clientele just sort of gathering and moving their way around. Is the flower girl there? Is She's it? there. Yes, I will stop and purchase her. <laughs> All right, you move your way into the market as to one of the um, proprietors that Arden uses at the market for profit. And as you get there, you watch as she gives you a nod as usual and she says, you're back. I am. And I, uh, I'm here to buy you another beautiful array of flowers she gives a smile and she says you know that's not necessary did you did you ever well clean up the the mess and points towards the large clock tower that looms over this area the three of you standing behind watching this don't worry your uh, pretty little face about that doll you watch his knowing full well that I'm, I'm in quite a rush to get to this place but yeah I feel like I got just enough time to roll a charisma check roger your best work but generally charming and she seems to enjoy the flattery uh, as you give her one of her best flowers for her she puts it in her hair and she bids you farewell she touches your forearm before you go and you can read into that however you like but the four of you or the three of you actually as Leonidas turns around this unusual smile upon his face you watch as Breton standing with you as his arms folded Alrod taps a watch you, you finally caught up to us dwarf very well, let's continue. At that, you make your way through to the Wasonian Arcana Institute. And as you make your way into its main gates, for those of you that have been here before uh, and those of you that have not, it is a very towering arcane structure. You can see that it has this large pathway that leads in between two mountains and you can see a small automaton basically standing in the center of it, looking out with these deep blue eyes and he seems unmoving. He's probably about three and a half feet tall. And you can see through onto the open campus, there is these large manicured plants. There's this 
towering statue of a dragonborn individual holding a black staff, which you know to be the staff that Siraj now holds. You can see very dome-like structures throughout these floating rocks that seem to be moving through this area. As you walk past this individual, um, this automaton does not move, but you guys can see students beginning to move in and out of this area. Leonidas, you eventually, after 10 or so minutes, lead them to the Zandra Academy, and you make your way from there to the dig site. And as you make your way toward the dig site, you can see this cliff face that seems to emanate up into the treetops around this area. You look behind you and you can see the Zandra Academy is pretty much carved into the cliff face um, behind you, this architectural marvel. Uh, statues carved out of the stone as well. And as you turn back around and see this structure very, very close, you can see that a lot of the rock has been, and especially you, Halrod, know, a lot of the rock had been blown away very recently and very amateurish in its um, design. Uh, you can see lots of score marks and various different rocks and pillars sort of fallen down in this area in one tunnel that leads straight down uh, into a tomb, basically. As you begin making your way down into this area, it winds a little bit and then opens up into the area where you had previously found yourself, Leonidas, and you can see the bodies of various serpents that seem to have been slain throughout the, the time. And then beyond that, you can see a recently blown up stone edifice of a door that is now closed. And Breton looks and says, This is where it gets interesting. The smoke was down there. And according to Leonidas, that was the last place that we found Wainwright. It's where she jumped in. As you look around this area, you can see that the torches seem to be deilluminated. the only light coming in from the tunnel above you. What would you like to do? Can everyone see? Is it dark right now? It's morning, but it's dark. It's dim in here, yeah. So would dark vision help? Dark vision helps. Yeah, beauty. I think you all do. Do you? I do. Yeah, then we all do. Fuck, this is the first party that all has dark vision. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we don't, we know that it's getting DMR, but not, doesn't really affect No, no, no. You can see the natural light coming from behind you and that's enough to illuminate the whole space for you pretty much. And you can see this rectangular room. You'd been in here before um, and you've spent quite a few days in here. You can see um, the blood-stained places where you had, uh, you and Breton had dragged the bodies up and rested them. And they've obviously been taken away and, and funerary practices that have been performed. But as you look around, there's this smell that hits all of your nostrils. It's kind of like an acidity, like a, like a moss sort of vegetative, damp smell, yeah. And it's very quiet, eerily so. Was there a history book or like a, anything on the ru- like ruins or the people that... Roll a history check. Roger. So 14. Okay, so with that, you're able to know that the Zandra Academy, and you would have got this walking in um, and also when you were stationed at this post, the Zandra Academy prides itself on digging up the the histories of old, basically. They think that the knowledge of the future resides in the past, the secrets of the past, especially during a time known as the Expanse, which is basically unknown to everybody and seems to date back to the Great God's War. Uh, most of the tombs that people discover and dig up during this time seem to be in relation to those. And these lodestone deposits that people talk about are basically where massive instances of Arcana were tracked. And basically the ether, which is magic or glimmer in this world, 
is trapped within a various sort of stone. So it's it's a very prized resource. It's like magic stones, basically. Okay. Uh, and I will pass this on during our walk to to the location. So you guys yep. all know that. Yeah. Um, you guys all also notice that upon the door is a very reptilian looking head uh, in terms of like it has this smooth face, these two eyes that seem to be piercing and these two nostrils and a forked tongue just seems to be open on the actual door that is not yet opened. Uh, anything else that you guys want? You got ropes, you got scarves, you got uh, antitoxins in terms of potion. Can we uh, check the healing potions too? Yeah, roll an investigation check. Uh, I got a nat 20, so. All right. Wee, 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 wee. So you'll get four, one four. each. Healing oh, I actually make it five because Breton's there too. Okay, so just give everyone a healing potion. Bye. I have some, so uh, you can have mine since you, since you found them. Okay, I'll keep two. And everyone else gets one? Breton will take one. So I'll say, um, Key, as you guys enter this area, you're taking in the the actual environment. You sort of, your cat senses sort of think the danger is ahead. So you actually dive into your pouch and give everybody the potion. Breton takes it and looks at you and says, Thank you. Puts it in his bag. Use it wisely. Hopefully I won't need to. We'll see. Is there a, was there any information I could get on the serpents or like the serpent yes roll a arcana check 17 okay so with those you know that the transformation was obviously involuntary occurred as a result of the uprising smoke uh and you know that historically mythologically speaking that was um that was something that the gods used to do to curse people they used to turn them into a serpent a serpent being the symbol of capita who is the goddess of knowledge. Uh, and it used to be a basically a punishment. Um, with the 17 as well, you know that a lot of the mythological creatures that used to fight on the primordial Titan of Darkness's side during the Great God's War, according to myth, some of them also had serpentine features. Okay. But I don't know which ones or... No. Yep. Yeah, that just like that's a deep dive into history. You go pretty much the general that everybody yeah. knows yeah 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 capita as well the goddess of knowledge was the the city of capital was named after capita so she's also very highly revered here in the wasonia institute of arcana because obviously it's a center of knowledge but in the last 70 to 100 years a lot of societies have sort of transitioned from a very theocratic to relying more on the people. So the gods have kind of taken a, a backseat, whereas okay. they used to be very, very highly prized. But most, some societies still do, but a lot don't. So you get a whole wealth of knowledge. You've prepared yourselves with all your equipment and you just sort of take stock as you're sitting in this area. You watch as Breton just sort of is sitting there while you're dividing things up and he's sharpening the edge of his axe um, on his fucking beard no <laughs> but what would you guys like to do I've got some smith tools that can help with that Britain he looks to you and he says well the sharp of the axe he's easier it is to fell somebody's head and a tree I'll take it yeah I reach into my pack and pull out my uh, smith tools you're one of the most accommodating dwarves I've ever met and he takes it starts using a whetstone basically to sharpen his axe tell me where do you hail from all over the place. I never really had a place to call home, but I spent many years in Undercliff. 
Undercliff, that is a farming, that is where I had my farm. Undercliff. What did you say your name was? Halrod. Halrod. You knew Elmer. I did know Elmer. He nods and he says, I'm sorry for your loss. We don't know that yet. I gotta hold on to hope. He gives a nod and says, Well, I wish you luck. And that conversation is heard throughout. Everything echoes in here, basically. So you hear the shing, shing, just throughout. Is there anything anybody else would like to do before you trek on? With um, with the new members, do I notice if uh, their boots need to be need some maintenance? Uh, Breton's boots are very worker boots. They've, they've got mud encrusted all over them. And you don't wear shoes, do you, Leonidas? No, I don't. But, um, yeah, Breton... I guess would sort of be pretty spoilt for traditional um, helper. So, yeah. So he like although they're working boots, they will be like they're the nicer kind of yeah, working yeah, yeah. boot. And like if they were to get holes or whatever, they would be replaced. Yeah. So there's no actual structural damage, but they're dirty. But he doesn't appear to yeah. care because he's a workman. Mm. But um, you can engage in a conversation if you'd like. Breton, yeah? Aye, that'd be my name. Yeah. Hey, I was just noticing your boots. Um, they seem pretty dirty. You want me to uh, put some maintenance on them? Check to see if I can do some repairs? How about this? If we survive this, you can clean my boots. I'm a cobbler by trade. I'm being serious. I can't tell. You're very dry in your manner. Look, the way I figure it, we're going down there, we're going to kick some snake's head in. I don't want blood on these boots if they're going to be freshly cleaned. So when we come up, if you survive, I have the honor of cleaning my boots and I can say that I have the, um, well, the new leader of the Odyssey to clean my shoes. That's fine. Any leader should serve anyway, even if it is cleaning your shoes. Oh, how gallant, oh, Captain, my captain. The offer, well, I thank you for it. A man that sticks to his trade despite... Not the money you could earn elsewhere. He must have had a lot of passion for the trade. Oh, very much. Something that actually makes me smile. He looks down at your shoes and he says, They look out of place, but they are nice. Yes. Well, if there's anything good that should be on your body, it should be on your feet. Well, I'll remember that. Thank you, Key. Can I make a uh, perception check? Yes. I want to um, look or I guess, yeah, look for um, any animals and or creatures around. Roll for it. Seven. So looking around, you don't see, you're basically looking for the entry points where the serpents had come through when you were blasting down this area. And most of them seem to be caved in and filled. The door that seems to be shut seems to be well done. So by Breton, when you guys were actually leaving, but yeah, other than that, no sign of animals or tracks or anything like that. Okay. Uh, does it, is that the door going to require unsealing? It will probably require a lift. Um, Halrod, you can make a check with your stone cunning if you'd like mm-hmm. on the mason work because you'll be able to get some information from that. Please do. Yeah, what would I roll for that? Uh, it'll be an investigation check, but you can add your proficiency bonus if you're not because it's to do with rocks and stones 19 so looking at the structure you can see that it is probably it's of old architectural design and you can tell because the tools that they've used to construct it seem to be 
old in nature, but the design is very flawless. You move your hands over the carved stone inlay of the serpent's face, and as you touch it, you sort of close your eyes. And as you close your eyes, you get this haunting vision inside your head. And as you suck into this dark space, you're just sort of standing in this darkened expanse. And as you do that, you turn around and growl. You're just like... (laughs) You watch as your eyes go red. You watch as this tail whips out from you, and then you sort of pull back from it. And as you look into this sort of masoned eye work, you can see that it is very sort of bestial but very artistic in its design. It seems to be very old because people used to take lots and lots of care in this sort of masonry work during that time. But you're getting a sense of, well, not a nice one. Well, that was interesting. This thing is ancient, and I mean old. As old as you, Breton. Breton looks and says, Probably a little more summers it's seen than me. That is what Wainwright said, was it not, Leonidas, that this was quite an old deposit of lodestones? Indeed. What's to be expected? Something that hasn't been opened in many years is probably going to house some nasties. We should be very cautious. Which is Breton says, How are we going to open this door? I sealed it very tightly because I didn't want anything that was in there to get out. Yes, good job, Breton. But now we need to get back in. How did you seal it? Well, I dropped the door and then I made good work of it by caving in some of the sides. And you can see that the door that used to be a perfect rectangle exposed has now got some rocks shifted in onto the either side. He says, the door did lift straight upward into a housing above. So we could either blast through the top or try and lift the door from below. How, um, how big are these rocks that are covering the um, the bottom of the of the door. They look bigger than ones that you could probably lift on your own, but not so much that a strong humanoid could probably maneuver them. So probably like medicine ball sized, but they're piled up pretty high. Uh, Brexton, was it? Breton. 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 Boston. Fuck me. How thick was this door? It was about a foot thick. Mm. About as thick as your skull. Mm, I can break skulls. He can. So can I. How about you use that thick skull and see if you can headbutt the door? I'll see you more about punching it. Be my guest. I am going to try and attempt to just bust down this door. Fist it. You move forward, charge up your fist, roll an attack. An eight. You walk up to it, you do the old wind up, and as you do, your fist just hits it directly into the center. And as it does, you expect it to just bust through, but it just literally stops on impact. And you hear Breton behind you just go... I'm going to try again. As you hit again, roll an attack. All right, so as you look behind you, hearing that noise, you reel up your second hand and you just smash it. And as you do, you watch this crack just... Just spiderweb from your fist. Roll your damage, please. That's uh, eight damage, radiant. So it spiderwebs out and you watch as some of the flakes begin to fall off of it. Uh, you watch as some of the rocks around you also begin to fall as well. And If we you- break the door... We won't be able to seal it if we need to. Cave in? Then nothing makes it out alive. We also don't get in. If it caves in. I mean, we're going to be going in and then coming back out. And we don't want anything to follow us out if need be. But we'll cave it in after we finish. You can roll another stone's cunning check, Halrod, to check the integrity of the tomb. 
We don't want to get trapped inside either. Ah, so what's it? Um, 16. So looking around, you can see that the cave is pretty well structured. Some of the rocks had seemed to have fallen, but they seem to be loose ones anyway. As you look at the door, it probably would take one more impact to bust straight through it uh, in a really advantageous position, which you could point out to Felix. It would just be whether you wanted to approach that way or not. So you can see that the strategy is viable. The door is compromised at this point anyway with the cracks in it, so we may as well finish the job. The cave should hold if um, there was a bust through the door. Say no more. I'm going to punch it again. All right, roll an attack with advantage because um, Halrod would have pointed out the spot. Yep, that's a hit. Roll your damage. Uh, seven this time. Okay, Wait. so as that hits, you watch as from your fist, it radiates out in this circular motion and you can see this oval probably about four and a half feet tall just busts straight out from the door almost like a cookie cut has been placed in there and you watch as the rocks hit the other side and roll down the, the actual tunnel that it leads into. Uh, you feel the, the cave sort of shake and then stop. And you I, watch as there's a moment of silence after that. I glance over at Breton with uh, my fist still sort of got the radiant flame over it. And I sort of go and blow it out and then walk through the hole I made. All right. I you watch as Leonidas and Breton share like a look of shaking their head. I follow Felix and uh, I wink at Breton, at Breton at the, as I walk past them. I catch up with Felix and I tap on the back on his back. So, Felix, having grown up in the Iskaros Pride, you would have shared lots and lots of stories with Key, but you are so proud of the fact that you've punched through that door, you're not even thinking about anything to do with anybody else. Key, however, having recently met this new party member that you know to be a Leonan, not having grown up in very many Tabaxi Leonan mixed tribes, but remembering the stories that um, Felix had told you, you know that the Iskaros Pride was one that was pretty multicultural in terms of Leonin and Tabaxi relations. And so was the Rostodon tribe. The Rostodon tribe was also like one that saw you guys as equals, whereas the um, the Blaine tribe of Tabaxi or clan of Tabaxi prides, that was more an indentured slave sort of relationship. You don't know where Leonidas is from, but you know that in some areas of the dry expanse, Leonins see Tabaxi as lesser or... Um, slave-like. Oh, so that wasn't our, my tribe specifically. So we weren't the ones that... No. Not sort of, we were more... No, you were, you're from the Iskaros tribe. Yeah. And they were equally um, represented, basically. Oh, okay. There is, like, that's that's why a lot of the tribes separated was due to the treatment of Tabaxi. So some of them were just like, no, they were born to serve us, and they continued that. And other time, other tribes were just like, no, they're... They're equal to us. We'll separate and create our own tribe, basically. I'm and then there's I'm, tribes that are like in between. Uh, yeah, I'm great. So I'm being a dick for no reason. Well, <laughs> not really, because you don't know where he's from at the moment. Uh, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they have seen Leilani? Um, pr- probably not. She would have been okay. like strumming on the thing in your room, but not in theirs. They probably would have seen her around, but yeah, not, yeah, not known in the not around you. Yeah. With, yeah. with your check, Leonidas. Judging by the coloration of both of these guys' pelts, one being key, you can't really place to a tribe, mm-hmm. but Felix has definitely got the coloration of Iskaros. And you know that that was the tribe where the wind song came from. You're from Rostodon, which was one of the tribes that are sort of in between at the moment. Yeah, very much in between. Yep. 
so yeah, as you guys begin walking down Felix and Key ahead, Felix, you sort of come to that realization thinking about where this Leonin is from. And as you simultaneously walk down with Breton, Leonidas, you sort of think, where are, the, where are these cats from? And you can pick one, but not the other. The other's quite weird in placement, almost like a mixed breed or something like that. Okay. And add that, Harold, do you also follow? Yep, I follow him down into the tomb. Okay. That does it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Tune in next time to catch up with our heroes. And make sure you're also following our socials at Instagram so you can keep up with all the show announcements, artwork, episodes, and giveaways. We can't wait to hear from you. And remember, share this podcast to anyone who can't get enough of good stories, geeks out over narrative roleplay, and loves D&D. We'll see you next time.